Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Hello, hello. How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good. I went over to um, a friend's house. We'll say a friend. And he bought this house and he bought it in Mississauga and... I thought it was a teardown, but he had a different vision. And sure enough, even though I pulled up to the house and it looked very, very inconspicuous from the outside, in fact, almost a little suspicious from the outside, I went in and it looked like Drake's place. It was amazing. He's got like 12-foot ceilings in his kitchen. And and one of the things that I noticed as I was walking through his house there is he's got all these holes in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, what's with the holes? Are you putting in pot lights or something? He said, no, those are going to be for the speakers. I said, oh, okay, great. And I was just going to leave the conversation at that. And then he said, hey, you know, the contractor uh, suggested that I buy these speakers and, and and I should control them this way. And Sorry, something just fell in the <laughs> podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing broke, right? Well, this is maybe we should have screwed that in instead of taping it. In any case, <clears throat> I... Uh, I was just going to leave the conversation, but he wanted to tell me all about these speakers that the contractor told him about. And that evolved to... You think if I just got some speakers, you could just like wire them up for me? Oh, you were brought there to help. I was brought there as help. And instead of payment, I would receive a steak and some red wine. So it occurred to me, though, I mean, hey, yeah, in his head, this probably made perfect sense. He's on the radio. He probably knows a lot about speakers. And I can see how you came to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. But just so you know, Mm -hmm. nothing could be further from the truth. No. In fact, they spend a great deal of time drafting memos to people on the radio, telling them not to touch shit in the studio. Don't touch those wires. We have to stay away from it's in the contract. They say you press the button, you turn up the volume, then you turn down the volume and press the button again. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Don't worry about the speakers Mm -hmm. or the sound. We have people for that. You may plug in headphones. You may unplug headphones. And that is it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's all you can do. Otherwise, so, don't touch shit. Well, so did you explain that to him? Did you say, hey, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I probably wouldn't ask me to do it if I were you or <laughs> unless you want like the whole house you just did to be on fire. I thought about that. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I mean, I guess technically I could. It can't be that hard to, to hook up his speaker system and everything is roughed in. You really just have to put the speaker in the ceiling mm-hmm. and connect the wires and boom, you're done. Setting it up after that, that's going to be a whole other story. But he's got this zone set up where like, oh, this room is one zone and that room is another zone, kind of like a restaurant. And I I thought to myself, why didn't you just get Google? I've got Google speakers all throughout my house and I can assign which speaker I want to play. Why are you fucking around with all this stuff? It's okay. He wants to keep fucking around. And now he's hired what he thinks is a professional speaker installer (laughs) because he talks on the radio. (laughs) But I mean, there's people out there. I know there's people listening right now 
that get exploited for what they do. Sure. If you are in any of the trades. Yeah, we've done it. I mean, we've done it. I'm guilty of it. You've got a friend who's an electrician. I happen to need some electrical work done. So you call your electrician friend. Mm -hmm. Why don't you come over this weekend? Uh, Have a few beers. Uh, We'll throw some stuff on the barbecue. Yeah, maybe you fixed the fucking uh, fuse panel. Hey, you're a home inspector? I just, why don't you just come by my new house on the day I move in? For the, the just Coincidentally, <laughs> that we want you here on that day just to make sure everything's good. But like, don't. But like, just for, as a friend. As a friend. Is that flattering or should I be somewhat offended? Flattering that he thought, ah, oh, Scott will know how to do it. I'll invite Scott over. I would think it's flattering. The fact that he, th- it's kind of nice. The, the only The only thing is, though, I mean, you have to be clear. When it comes, it comes to that, you have to be honest and say, I am not an electrician. There is a difference between being on the radio and assembling a radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to put it. Right? There's a huge difference. So I would definitely make that absolutely clear. Hey, I can still help you, but I don't know how much help I'm going to be. But at the same time, I think it's flattering. You know, if I could bullshit my way through pretending I know stuff, if someone assumes I do, I'll bullshit my way through it. Like if they're like, yeah, what do you think about, um, I don't know, trade market trades in this category? And like, I actually, I, I do... I do dabble in the stock market, but let's say I know nothing about those companies. I'll just bullshit that I do. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I think it's a good uh, acquisition a while back. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's good. CEOs are yeah. got, a real, got a real good head on their shoulders. Then, uh, then if they ask more, what acquisition? I'd be like, oh, I got to go. I'm very busy now. <laughs> <laughs> if you could bullshit your way through, do it. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about wires and electricity, like, no, you, you got to tell them. Nope. I, I kind of want to fuck with them a little bit though. Like since he wants me to wire up Eight different zones in his house. I'm thinking if I just cross a couple of speakers, he'll never be able to figure out why he puts music on in the dining room. But you also hear it when you go to the bathroom and shit like that. And he'll be very upset with the on call service you give him after that. (laughs) And you will not answer any more of the calls. Nope. I've done my service. I'm done. How was your weekend? Uh, Weekend was good. A birthday party. Just trying to stay cool. I got ghosted, though. I got ghosted by a babysitter. A babysitter ghosted you? What do you mean? Like I went through the whole process and I, through somebody, found someone to babysit. And I'm like, great. Because you know what? That'd be nice to have a casual babysitter. So I don't have to all constantly ask my my family, right? It's like, you know what? That's nice. Let's have a babysitter so I don't feel guilty if we want to have a date night or something. So I thought, okay, come to the house. and, And I had a feeling. I had a feeling. But I did the whole process and I did the references and everything was good. And we talked and she was like, yeah, I'm going to be there. And then she just didn't show up. Really? Yeah. Did you have somewhere important to be? I mean, thankfully, no. It was like a meet and greet kind of thing. And it paid, by the way. Like, I was like, I'm paying you for this. Just come by for a couple hours. Ghosted. That is kind of... Well... And I'm like, did something happen to her? Did she just change her mind? Was she like, I'm I, I'm in my 20s. Fuck it. It's the summertime. I'm not going to work anymore. But I just won't tell her that I'm not going to work. Like, you were the one that asked about it. You were. You seemed excited nothing are you gonna reach out and say hey what the fuck i did text and i i got ghosted i didn't even get a response really it'd be different if she knew who you were do you think yeah because she probably thinks you know how to install speakers and you can get concert tickets (laughs) very handy i'm very handy i babysit the kids and i'm going to see harry styles next week like i mean come on like this is and finally i found someone i thought was good because i had you know gone through process with a couple of people i'm like no i don't know i don't know i don't know ah this one seems good no I'm going to call back the reference and be like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, are you even a little bit worried? Maybe something happened. Of course. I mean, but I texted and I got no response. So, no, I'm going to go ahead and assume that it was just like a, no, I don't want to work. It's a nice weekend. 
You know? Yeah. I got, I got more of that vibe because she, she had canceled previously. This was supposed to happen a while back. Oh. And she canceled for some reasoning that was like, uh, okay, really? That just popped up out of nowhere? I don't think so. Yeah. So Boots and Hearts uh, has been planned for a while. Yeah. <laughs> It was not an emergency situation. I thought, fine. But again, like I'm, I was cool about it. I'm chill. I'm like, whatever. It was supposed to start in like July and beginning of July. What is it now? Like it's already mid-August. I'm like, hey, fuck it. Like, forget it. One of the things that comes up from time to time here on the After 9 podcast is we like to talk about the inflation uh-huh. and everything is more expensive. But you know what's really on my radar now? Because I find it so crazy ridiculous. Back in the day. When I was younger, for example, it used to be a tradition. Mom and dad always, we always had to go to church on Sunday, but afterwards we could go out for brunch. And I distinctly remember a time when you could go and get like the regular breakfast. You could get two eggs, toast, a couple slices of bacon Mm -hmm. and uh, some home fries. And it was like $6.95 or $5.95. If you wanted to be a baller, if you were going all out, Pay the the fifteen ninety five and you can get the buffet. The, the buffet right. was buffet breakfast is fan fucking tastic. Or you can get like the pre plated one, but it always has like a really masculine name, like the lumberjack jumbo special. Yep. Like I feel like an asshole ordering that one. <laughs> well, I don't want to be a lumberjack. Like what kind of a what kind of shit is that? What if I'm a hungry female? Why do I gotta order a lumberjack? Special? Do lumberjacks traditionally eat eight <laughs> slices of toast <laughs> like, with their breakfast? Well, someone did the research and found out. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well. Breakfast has obviously gone up because to get that same combo sure. now is like twelve ninety five if you go to like a Sunset Grill or something like that. I was just talking to a colleague of ours that works here in the building, and he went to a place called The Mill in Cambridge. Oh, love The Mill. Yeah, it's a great restaurant, and they went through some troubles with COVID. Beautiful setting. It's on the water. You're going to love it if you ever go. Great wedding spot, too. A lot of people get married yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. They have a buffet, and the buffet wasn't on during COVID because, well, we just completely overreacted to absolutely everything that had to do with COVID. Sure. So now everybody's starting to try and get back to normal. Do you know how much brunch is at the mill? Uh, so I used to go. I used to go with my girlfriends all the time. I think it was like, it wasn't bad. It was like 50 bucks. It's 70 now. Oh. 70 yeah, that bucks. escalated quickly. In all fairness, that one comes with... Uh, bottomless mimosas and Caesars. Yes. And this and it's good quality food. Like seafood. Like they when it's brunch, it's everything you can imagine. It's breakfast foods. It's they had smoked salmon that was incredible. They have oysters. Like I mean, you, you get what you pay for, I think. But well, that is a lot for one person to have brunch. Two people brunch with tip is closer to two hundred than yeah. it is to hundred and fifty. It's a special occasion kind of place. You have to you have to think about that. For sure. And it what's crazy what going is for. I'm probably still going to do it because yeah. that sounds delicious. Honestly, it depends but that's you, fucked up. No, like for me, it depends what you're going for. Like I, I hear I hear what you're saying. And yeah, I, I would want to complain too. But that, but at a place like that, like at a nice place, any kind of, you know, anything with a mill in it is going to be good. Yeah. You know, like we're talking the Ancaster. Alora. We're, we're talking Alora. If it's a nice set, you know, it's going to be good quality, nice setting, usually fat, fabulous service. If I, it's a special occasion if I'm going. Like, I'm not just like willy-nilly like, guys, pack up the family and go to the mill brunch. No, it's like a, hey, it's your birthday, it's your anniversary, it's a girl's celebration, it's a whatever it is. So I'm okay with spending that much, honestly. I kind of figure that's what, where it's going. Like, the last time I went out for dinner, it was like, yeah, it was like 90 bucks. 
if, if you, you get everything you really want, right? If you're treating yourself, you're going to spend minimum 100. And that's just for like, com- like middle of the road places right now. Hmm. Okay. I guess you're right. This is the place that I should put on my list if I want to have like a birthday dinner or something like I that. Would. Yeah. I would. Okay. All right. I would. When you go to a buffet though, it's weird, right? Because yeah. again, talking about inflation, I, um, I picked up a food order for my son the other day when I picked him up at the airport. He was getting back from Germany. He was over in Europe playing lacrosse. Great. So I picked him up a combo and I thought he's probably hungry after a long flight. I'll get him the new grand Big Mac combo. It was like $15 Whoa! for a fucking McDonald's combo. Wow. Remember when a combo used to be $4.99 yeah. for the burger, fries, and a drink? Now Burger King is advertising a special. Get two sandwiches, only four bucks each. Four bucks just for the same. What the fuck is going on yeah, here? Yeah. Everything is going up. A McDonald's combo, just a basic Big Mac combo with tax is close to 10 bucks now. It's wild. I was shocked at the pricing. Mm-hmm. So... When you do that, you don't think twice about it. You just eat your Big Mac, you eat your fries, drink your drink, or chuck the rest, throw at the ice, whatever. I want value for my money. If I went to a $70 (laughs) buffet, (laughs) yeah, I'll suck every last cube. I'll suck it right until it's dry. If I go to a $70 buffet. I'm getting fucking toasted off those mimosas. I will be so drunk by the time I leave there because I'm going to do absolutely everything I can to get that value. Having said that, though, I've almost talked myself into, ah, it's unlimited Caesars. I could probably do that uh, once in a while. So I'm probably going to go at some point. But it I, is good. I, I do recommend it. I actually do recommend it. That's a lot for brunch. I miss it. Actually, I haven't been since, since COVID. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, we're almost done. I, there's like 15 minutes left in the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what time is brunch on until? Uh... I do want to talk about your lottery experience from the weekend. Guys, Kat is going to teach all of us how to play the new lottery game from OLG. And this is not a sponsored thing by any means. Nope, Uh, it's not. We get absolutely nothing from OLG, but it's an interesting story. So we'll circle back on that. Uh, I also want to talk about the car. But first off, people are in a shitty mood today. I don't know if it's just because it's so hot or people are just they can't deal with Mondays in August or whatever it is. But people are just going off about everything. Really? You're getting that vibe already? Already today. Yeah. So case in point, this morning we had a story on our FM radio show about Air Canada. And the story is very, very simple. And to be honest with you, I kind of side with Air Canada in this case. We have our passenger bill of rights. And one of the things that it specifies is if the airline cancels your flight less than two weeks before departure, and it's for something within their control... They have to give you compensation and the compensation can go up to a thousand dollars. If it's a safety issue, though, and they cancel the flight, of course, they don't have to pay anybody. No compensation there. We can't fly an unsafe plane. Now, I believe when this was written, that was when they put in the safety clause. That was for things like, oh, shit, the engine might fall off or, oh, no, that plane doesn't have a door. That sort of shit. (laughs) We need one of those. Those things would be not safe. Mm hmm. But it's also unsafe to not have enough staff on board the plane. Mm -hmm. And this is where the discrepancy comes in because Air Canada is facing a massive staff shortage. So what they're doing is they're saying that if they don't have enough staff for the flight, 
that is a safety issue, no compensation required. Oh, no. So there's passenger rights groups that are out there saying, fuck off. You guys, sure, it is a safety issue not having enough staff, but it's your fault that you don't have enough staff. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. That's debatable. I suppose that is debatable, yeah. But either way, you still scheduled a flight. You assume that if you schedule the flight, you've got the staff for it. And if you don't end up with the staff for it, then you should probably compensate the people who just took you at your word that you were going to fly from Toronto to Fredericton at 820 on Monday. And boom, now you're not. So you should compensate the people for that. Mm -hmm. I understand it both ways. Not this flight attendant from Air Canada who says I need to do better. I need to do my research. I need to stop talking about this unless I'm willing to come and work because the staff at Air Canada is so overworked and and they're working like crazy, but they just can't find enough people and nobody wants to work these days and blah, blah, blah. Nothing about what I said differs from what she's saying. Not a fucking thing. But she came at me. I sent out a tweet this morning. It was a tweet to say it's 645 a.m. It's already 25 degrees or whatever it was Mm -hmm. it feels like 35 with the humidity there's no opinion there i'm not complaining about the heat hashtag facts hashtag facts (laughs) there you go it's hot outside in case you haven't noticed then i start getting those bitchy replies like yeah it's summer it happens every year or oh are you surprised it's hot in the summer Fuck off. You don't like it. Move. I saw one of those. (laughs) Fuck off. I'm just saying that it's not normal to be 35 degrees at quarter to seven in the morning. That's true. And it's not normal. If you want to get real technical on it, it's not fucking normal. I'm not making a comment on global warming. I'm not making a comment on on maybe things are changing. Nothing. I'm just pointing out. It's quarter to seven and it's 35 degrees. Dress for the weather if you ride your bike to work. And if you're one of those people who wrote a snarky reply, fuck off. (laughs) That is also like part of your job is like, hey, you like to inform people of things. On Twitter. That's kind of your thing. That's what you do. It's not an opinion. Absolutely. Did you respond, by the way, to that? Like, what do you usually do? Do you respond in a snarky way or do you respond with it was just a fact? I I wasn't giving you, you know, any any opinion on it. I used to. So when people would send in those stupid snarky replies, I'd come back at them with something snarky, too, just to point out. Well, a in the case of the Air Canada lady, uh, she clearly didn't even hear the whole story. Like I said to her. I don't have an opinion on this either way. I'm just reading the news. That's my fucking job. In the same way that you probably get shit on all day at work as an Air Canada employee, it hasn't exactly been sunshine and roses for the goddamn media over the last two years either. People are all over us too, just so you know. And no, I don't want to read your bullshit first thing in the morning. You didn't even listen to the whole story. I'd love to do that. But I try to take into account these days that people are frustrated and they're overworked and they're angry and they're hot because it's 35 yeah. fucking degrees at quarter to seven in the morning. <laughs> you let it out, Scott. You, <laughs> you out. know, like I'm just trying yeah. to see the other side of it. So I just wrote a fairly diplomatic reply, not being an asshole, but I'll tell you if there's a reply to that, all the gloves are coming off. I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're you're in a grumpy mood and you sure. woke up on the wrong side of the bed on a Monday. And a lot of the time, this is what happens, is that people read things the way they want to read things. I mean, we know how this works, too. So they might see something. It's all through COVID that happened. Remember, any time that we tweeted or posted about anything, it would be a fact. Like, hey, the government has a 
a press conference at 10. Like, oh, fuck you and your mandates. You love the mandates. Like, no, I'm just telling you there's a press conference. How much is Doug Ford paying you to say that? Well, Doug never paid us a thing, to be honest with you. Not a fucking thing. I'm still waiting. I've got nothing. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) I've got nothing. No, you know, people will just take what they want to take out of it. So, and it's unfortunate that they take it out on other people. Does everybody calm down a little bit? I know nobody likes hearing that, but calm down a bit. If you have an opinion on something, and also here's the thing too, is you, if you don't like the things that people tweet and let's say they do have an opinion, you're allowed to, by the way, you could have tweeted, Hey, it's too fucking hot. Mm-hmm. You can do that. I could on your own social media. Yes. Guess what they have control of whether they follow your ass or not. Right. That's your control. Mm-hmm. Right. You can control it instead of just snarkily replying to everything. And I've seen those people. There's just people who do that. They just like bounce around and complain that's all they like they just like it right well one thing i did take from this and it wasn't written anywhere but if you read between the lines one of the things that i got from reading that complaint quote unquote about air canada yeah from an air canada staff member obviously is that that's someone who cares about their job yeah that's someone who's passionate about the company they work for yeah. and that i can a hundred percent relate to because i feel the same way there was a new study that came out this weekend and it was specifically about a term that has a real negative connotation. And I don't know why, really, because I don't feel bad saying that I am a workaholic. Workaholic. Holic. Seriously, when you hear workaholic, I don't know why, yeah. but it's just got this negative connotation. Yeah, it's just, it's the holic part, right? I mean, it's like alcoholic, you're an abuser of your work. Like, no, nah, I don't think that's a thing. One in five people bring work with them on their summer vacation. They say, if you do that, you are a workaholic. Hmm. See, I don't see it that way. If I bring work on a vacation, it's I'm happy to be off. It's not a big ask to, I don't know, fill in a spreadsheet or reply to an email or just do this or that little thing and send it off. That's not a big deal to me. It's not like an all consuming eight hour day like regular work is. And it's one less thing I have to do when I get back. And that's part of the reason that I do reply to emails after work. I don't want to have to have a big pile of shit as soon as I open the door first thing in the morning. I think that does happen. And for me, I just thought of the last time I had a vacation when we were off, I had a staycation. So I did end up working. I did some work for one of the stations. Just It was brief though. Like you said, like I didn't take on a full day's work. It was just something so that I could help so that it, I didn't have to worry about managing what's going to happen if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually less work for me to do it sometimes. And I think that's that way for a lot of people. That's a lot of people's mentality is, you know what? I could be off, but then who's going to f- do this? I'm going to have to fix it when I get back anyway. And it does make more work for you. I think it depends what you do for a living. But OK, if that's the case, then automatically I'm considered a workaholic because I've done that. Do you ever check in with the office or with your boss while you're away? That I don't do. Like if someone tries to reach me, um, I'm not the type to ignore calls. Like if Dave called us, for example, and I'm on vacation, I know it's probably important. So I will pick up the phone. Absolutely. I don't seek it, though. I'm not like, hey, guys, is everything OK? You guys good? It's just <laughs> Tuesday, but you guys good? Is every- I-, I assume everyone's fine. I don't want to micromanage anyone else. One in five people say they check in at the office during their downtime. Mm. Do you check your email when you're on vacation? 
or do you, you know, you can turn off certain accounts. Yeah. There are people out there who will actually turn off the server for their work account when yeah. they're on vacation just to make sure that they don't get work email to their phone when they're off. And I'm okay. That's great. Good for you. That is your vacation. You are supposed to, for your own mental well-being, step away during your vacation time. So I think you're at every right to do that. You want to completely ignore any emails that come in. Yeah, that's on that's on you. It's your vacation time for sure. I have no problem with that. I'll put my out of office on and then I'll reply only if it's important. So I am not in that category of shutting it off completely. I'll monitor it, even though my out of office will tell you I don't look at it at all. I will monitor it. And if something seems of importance right now and that person didn't call me, Okay, but then I go go back to if it is important, someone will call me. So, Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's vacation time. It's so important to take that time for yourself. One of the things that I've really started noticing a lot lately is the amount of people. And I'll just say it. Maybe it's an elephant in the room. Maybe it's not politically correct, but I'm just going to say it. It really seems like young people in particular, if an email comes in at 501, that is not getting replied to until after nine the next morning. Mm-hmm. If you send uh, an email on a Friday at five on the dot, even 4.59, you're not going to get a reply no. until at least Monday. And that's new because for me, if an email comes in, it's nothing for me, especially if it's a small ask or if it's just a, a simple question like, hey, uh, uh, are you available on September the 10th for this? Yeah. Yeah, it's real easy. I don't need to wait three days to reply. I don't feel like I'm infringing on my personal time to confirm something. I mean, that to me is not a big thing. But I totally understand people that want to disconnect. I got a new one the other day. I went to email somebody. In fact, let me see if I can find the exact wording. I guess this is an option in Outlook now. Oh, okay. Went to email someone. And I sent the email at five o'clock in the morning. That's when that email just happens to go out. And this person happens to like that email at 5 a.m. because that person works the same hours as me. Mm -hmm. It's another morning show host at another station. They've got a thing on their email that advises you. You're sending this email outside this person's regular office hours. May we suggest that you schedule the email to be sent at 8 a.m. Interesting. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing either. That could come in handy for some people, though. Like we're mentioning, it's it's not wrong. I it's not wrong to not at all not want to work inside your office hours, and that's it. That's what you're getting paid for. It's not in your. I assume it's not in your agreement if you work at you know whatever office space from nine to five that you answer emails at five hundred one five hundred five. You do what you need to do. I absolutely am for that. You take, if you're away, you're away. And let's not forget, it's not just about the mental break, vacation or not, vacation or weekend, doesn't matter. It's not just about the mental break, which I do believe is important. It's also about your appreciation and how you feel appreciated. There's a lot of people who believe that they're underpaid for what they do. They work their ass off in other ways. It could be that. Maybe just people who are just like, no, fuck that. That have a mentality of, no, I'm not doing it. Maybe I get paid well and stuff, but I'm not doing it. I saw, and I know you see the same thing as me because we get stuff sent to us all the time. Someone wanted to in, do an interview about this new term. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it was on TikTok that was going viral. Everything's going viral. Yeah, right. Whatever. But it was the term quiet quitting. Uh. And, and like you're saying, younger people, and it tended to be the Gen Zers, 
um, and maybe some millennials as well doing what's called quiet quitting, they call it, which is a weird name for it because you're not quitting. But what you're doing is realizing your worth and doing exactly the things that we're talking about is just working inside your working hours. Don't take those emails. Don't take those calls outside of them. Uh, When you're away from the office, be away from the office. Uh, just do the bare minimum, which sounds which sounds bad. If you want to work your way up, don't do that. I'm sure that that won't help you. But doing the bare minimum and the people who've done it claim it's fa- fabulous. I feel a better work-life balance. I, I wasn't getting accolades or promotions to, when I was working my ass off. Now I'm not working my ass off. I'm still getting the same salary bumps that I would have got. I'm in the same position I would have been in. So why not do this? I, I did find it. I did find that interesting. And I don't know if that's as viral as they say, but doesn't it go hand in hand with what you're talking about here? Don't even message me outside of office hours. If that you're that type of person, right? Well, what I'm trying to figure out is because I've always been this way. I I'm passionate about where I work. I'm passionate about what I do. I want to be as professional as possible. If you email me and I can deal with it at the, the time, even if it's outside my hours, yeah, I'll do it. But I also look forward to, okay, that's one less thing that I have to do tomorrow. And I would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Less things to do is great. Mm-hmm. Does it actually get people further ahead? Cause you know, I think about the people who will not reply to an email outside of their office hours. I think about the people who will not do the extras, i.e. if it's not in my job description, I will absolutely not do it. Oh, you want me to change the jug in the water machine? You want me to take out the garbage? Sorry, that's not my job. I'm not doing it. Whereas for me, yeah, if the water jug needs to be replaced, I'll replace the water jug. I'll, I don't I do the morning show. I don't mind taking out the garbage if the garbage needs to be taken out. Sure. I mean, I think that's just one of the things mm-hmm. that we all do. We pitch in and try and get the job done. I wonder if that even gets noticed. Does that actually get me any further ahead later on in life? Is there ever going to be a meeting amongst the bosses that are like, well, you know, Scott replies to emails outside of office hours. So there's a keeper. And the people who don't reply to emails outside of office hours. Well, no. That's the end of the story. They just don't because it's outside their office hours. Is there any advantage to going the extra mile? And it'll probably depend on which manager you Mm -hmm. ask. But all I would say is if you're one of those ball breaking managers that's going to be firing off emails at 10 o'clock at night with this that needs to be done or that or whatever the case may be. If you have the people that do reply, do you appreciate them anymore? Because maybe you should or Just don't expect it from anybody. Maybe you don't even send out emails outside of office hours. Maybe that's how it should work. Because if there's no clear advantage, I don't know why I'm wasting my time. It seems like we all either need to swim in the same direction or there's got to be a bonus for that extra work. I think it depends on what you want. Do you want to be a great fill in the blank? Uh, Let's just go healthcare industry. Speaker installer. Do you want to be a great speaker installer? (laughs) I want to be a great speaker installer. If you know someone, by the way, call Scott. Um, Do you want to be a great nurse? Okay, so let's use that. We'll just use healthcare as an example because that's something at least that I have have been through before where I've had different nurses come in and out and I can tell you the people that went above and beyond. I mean, I appreciated it. Did they get paid more than the other nurse that's been there the same amount of time? No. But boy, oh boy, did I not have high praises for that particular nurse, especially when I compared them to that other nurse that came in after that did none of what this nurse did and seemed to be sitting around a lot and not help, whatever it might be. I'm just giving one example of many. But it depends on your industry. I don't think it's such a black and white thing. Like we either all need to reply or we all need to work outside office hours or we all don't. I don't think it is that way. I think it does depend on how much money you're making at that company. Do you feel underappreciated? Maybe that does mean, yeah, I'm shutting off my fucking email. These people haven't given me a raise in 10 years. Screw them. Forget it. 
and I'm going to start to have that mentality. And you know what? For some people, that might work. For others, if you want that promotion way up there, you do need people to mention those things about you in those meetings. You do need people to say, hey, you know, Jack in, in whatever, he did a great job helping this and that. And I saw him stay late. That sounds like a good manager. Let's promote him to manager. Maybe that's what you want. And maybe it's not. It all depends on who you are, your industry, what you want mm-hmm. out of your industry. Do you want to move up? Maybe you're at where you want to be and you find you're working your ass off. And for what? That's when maybe those co- things come into play. Ask yourself all those things. And if that comes into play where you're like, there's nothing else I want. I'm pretty happy, but I'm, wor- I'm working my ass off here and I don't seem to be appreciated for it or getting any more money for it. Maybe that's when you start to put those Things in like don't fucking email me when I'm not working and stuff like that. Fresh from a meme that I just saw online this weekend. You ever look around your workplace and think this place will hire just anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And what sucks is they're getting paid the same amount as you. They've got the same title as you and you do the extra. They don't do any of the extra, but you both end up in the exact same spot. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is. Should I care less? Because maybe yeah. I care too much. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it all depends. And I'm with you, by the way. I have that mentality of working hard. I've always had it. But you do have to ask yourself that question if you feel like nobody is seems to care as much as me. Why is that? Right? Maybe you do get to a, almost a breaking point. Or maybe it's just your personality. But again, I do think it would vary industry by industry. I'm sure we'll get DMs on this. And please send us DMs if you want. We'll keep you anonymous. But if there's something in particular to your industry that makes you go, yeah. I'm like that, either one way or another. Uh, and I do think it's also a generational thing, too. I, I do hear you on that because we've had younger people working that maybe have more of that mentality. But they're, but I shouldn't paint them all with the same brush because there are younger people that are working their ass off and they're going to make it and they're going to do well. Sure. Is that it? Is working your ass off doing your absolute level best from the minute you start until the minute you're done, but not a thing extra? Or is working your ass off doing those extras, replying to those emails outside of office hours or being the the team player who's like, yeah, we have a package that needs to be dropped off. It's kind of on your way home. Could you drop it off on your way home? That sort of thing. I'm really not sure, but it does seem like there's a big shift going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, am I the sucker? Am I the one who is not going to get rewarded at all for what was always normal, but now is extra. I'm really not sure. I don't know. It's And it's interesting you say that there is a shift now because I think it does go a little hand in hand with the work from home and the more flexibility and offices and doing that, right? That's when people, light bulbs went off in a lot of people's heads, I think, with, I mean, some changed industries altogether. Like I realized, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go do this because that's what I really want to do. I'm going to go back to school because that's what I want to do. So that could go hand in hand with that as well. It's interesting. It is. I do feel that shift as well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really great article. We're going to get to in just a second. It is 25 Secrets to a Happy Marriage. Huh. And given that you're happily married and I am <clears throat> unhappily Almost divorced. <laughs> Just waiting for that divorce. It's still going on. It's still happening, everyone. Uh, I feel like this is relevant and we can bring some some good perspective to this. 
you fell for the advertising at the gas station? So one of the gas stations I was at, and I got that sweet spot, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed. It's like gas prices went down and then went down again, but then they went back up a bit. So I got it right at the sweet spot. I think it was like Saturday or whatever, filled up. So I'm looking around as I'm pumping my gas and I think, okay, I'm going to get a lottery ticket. So that means I'll pay inside when I usually pay at the pump. And I'm like, whoa, what's this one? There's advertisements everywhere for pick four. I'm like, cool. That's a new game. I am a sucker for a new game. Give me a new scratch ticket, a new pick, play, whatever the hell it is. I'm in. Are you a scratch ticket girl or are you like a, like a pro line or do you like the, the, the quick ticket. picks? Usually scratch ticket. However, I do like a good quick pick every now and again. I'll do that for just about anything. Give me a quick pick or whatever. I don't know. Pick something. Sometimes, cash for life. Sometimes I'm that person that makes the cashier pick. I'm like, what should I get? Give me a quick pick of something. And I'm like, I don't know. A lot of max. I'm like, great. <laughs> Give me one of them. I don't know. Just because I feel I like. I just feel like spending money. I, I just, well, it's just like, because I, I, well, I was going to buy one anyway, but I feel like the world might work in your favor. Like they say, hey, have you thought of this? So that's kind of what I went with. I look over and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll win. Pick four, whatever the hell that is. So I go inside and yeah, pump six or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to ask about pick four. Can I do that? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very unsure right from the start. Like, like almost gave me a look like, oh shit, she's asking about it. Yeah. I have a feeling based on that reaction that there was probably a memo like, hey, we now have the pick four and they're, they didn't read the memo didn't fully. Read. And now they're like, oh fuck, I got to bullshit my way through it. And I'm assuming it is new guys. Like, I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm assuming cause it was advertised all over the gas station and he seemed unsure. So I was like, you know, like that, like you have a big sign <laughs> beside you was pick four. Like, what is that? He's like, well, you can go over there. You know that dirty little kiosk where you can fill out and circle things for six forty nine. Oh yeah. I was it. What else you can pick? Kino, whatever the heck else. That Pro thing is line. Gross. All of it. Yeah, I never go over there. So I just like kind of glanced at it. I was like, okay, could like I don't want to. Can you just give me numbers? Like, how does this work? Can you just can I auto? Can it just auto pick for me? No. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah. That's very clear. I don't know what that means. So then he shows me his screen, thinking this is helpful to me. And he's like, yo, which ones do you want? And he shows me a screen full of games to play. Like like Lotto Max, 649, like Daily on Ontario and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I thought it was four. So do I pick four games and that's the ticket? But it says $1. So that wouldn't make sense. I got to pick four of those for $1. That's a fucking steal. Yeah, they're four bucks each usually. Yeah. And he was even more confused. Like, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> At least he admitted it. So I was like, what I got, and by then, by the way, people were lined up behind me, like probably pissed that I'm asking questions about something. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll just take a cash for life. Just give me a cash for life. I'll get out of here. So you never did get the pick I never four. found, no, he didn't understand what it was. And he just kept telling me to go back to the dirty kiosk. And I thought, well, just give me an auto. Can it do that? Yeah, no, I don't know. I believe they call that the lottery center. Sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> well, dirty kiosk ice, probably wouldn't look good in, in print. Form. Well, usually it's all like scratched up and the, and the all the tickets are flapping out of it. You it's know like what I mean? pencil shavings just, on yeah, it. Yeah, it's shit. not right. Those pens are probably where COVID originated. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going over there. Somebody I'm sucked one it. of the pens at the lotto center at your gas station. <laughs> That's where COVID came from. But I did do a little itty bitty bit of research and it is a game pick four. There's actually pick two, pick three and pick four that are games and they're cheap. So how does it work though? Do you oh actually pick God. four numbers? You make me read it off the OLG website. Yeah. You pick four numbers. Yeah. Just four numbers. You pick four numbers and there's different ways that you can do it. So you can do minimum a dollar, which is just basically the four numbers or you can you can pick it so that it's in any order. You can pick it so that it's a box something. I I don't know. It's, it seemed a little confusing, honestly. But I I'll still do, I'll do it. 
I'll go in there and I'll explain to him how it works. And then <laughs> go back and tell him, hey, I want to tell you about pick four. <laughs> let me just get back. You know, just let me get behind the counter. Just move over. Come on over here to the dirty kiosk <laughs> and I'll show you how it works. <laughs> let me grab this shitty pencil. <laughs> 25 secrets to a happy marriage. Okay. 20, that's a lot of secrets. But it does take a lot, don't they say? It takes a lot of work for to, to make a marriage work, they say. So 25 secrets make sense? Some of these are cliche, but I feel like sometimes we need to hear them. Okay. So I'm going to go through all 25 of these tips. Some of them we'll spend more time on than others. Number one, the number one tip, compliment more, criticize less. Okay, I like that. Right off the bat. I like that. That's great. But how many people, though, have to stop and think, huh? When's the last time I said something really nice out of the blue? You know, yeah. forget the whole, oh, didn't take out the garbage, didn't wash the dishes, didn't do, 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 do. When's the last time you just came home and said, you look really good today? Yeah, yeah. I think, personally, I tell my girlfriend that every day. I'm attracted to her, so I tell her I'm attracted yeah, to her. my I mean, husband's like that. If anything, I need to do more work and do better. I need to do better. Okay, that's good. All right, let's move on. Side note, I fucking hate it when people say, do better. Do better. (laughs) No matter how busy you are, always make time for just the two of you. Yes. Yes. We just talked about this last week. You got to prioritize date nights. You need to have time alone. No matter what your situation is, how busy you are, how many kids you've got running around or dogs that need this or that, you got to make time to be with your partner. Call Cat's babysitter. Very reliable. (laughs) you get ghosted by your babysitter. Very, very reliable. Well, I guess we're having date night in the basement again. (laughs) Number three, and this is an important one. Never assume anything. Never assume and elaborate on that. Well, it doesn't elaborate. It just says never assume anything. But what I'm going to, what I take from that is, hmm, not home, but they left work half an hour ago. They must be having an affair. Oh, okay. Never assume that you know what's going on because there's any number of reasons. And and it comes down to communication, I think. Sure. Evenly divide the housework and the spending money. Okay. Uh, that's a weird one because some people have more expenses than others. It costs me twice as much in gas, for example, to get to work as it costs my girlfriend. So I need a little more spending money because she works right around the corner. Okay, fine. Uh, maybe you're, uh, uh, you don't drink, but they love a, a couple of two fours a week. Okay, well, then maybe you don't evenly divide things up or maybe you do count the two, four or whatever. I don't know how you do it, but they want you to make it as even as possible that you both do the housework and you both spend the same amount of money. Yeah. Putting that equally with each other is interesting. Housework, fully agree, but it's true. When it comes to finances, that's where things get tricky. I mean, don't they say that's the number one argument usually is to deal with finances. Yep. And sometimes it's one person's spending habits versus the other's. And sitting down and trying to map that out can be difficult because it does bring up things, right? Like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you should cut down on your beer consumption. Well, maybe if you well, didn't maybe, smoke yeah. cigarettes yeah. or whatever it Buy is. Buy your purse and you got a new purse every week or, you know, and then it can cause problems. If you can sit down and have like a logical conversation, that's a good idea. And then you keep it that way. But everyone's so different when it comes to that topic. Every couple fights. Don't sweat that. What matters is how you fight. I don't think you should ever go into a fight with your partner or if a fight just sort of happens organically with the intention of winning. I think that's the problem. When you get into an argument like you and I have every single day, not an argument, but a discussion, 
I want to win. You want to win. You want to yeah, make yeah, your yeah. point. You want the other person to know. Yeah, they've got a point. They're right. That's what usually people want from an argument. Keep it civil. Remember who you're talking to. You don't need right. to to call names or go for the jugular. This isn't a, a big televised debate or anything mm-hmm. like that. Make it a discussion. How you fight is what makes a difference. And let that person know. I mean, you're right. Because let that person know when they're right. I, I enjoy doing that. And it's actually kind of refreshing if my husband can change my mind on something. Or what I think is my opinion. Right? And I'll be like, no, we don't, you know, screw that. We're not going to do that for her. Whatever it might be. Right? Like, uh, no, nah, I don't want to show up to that party because whatever. And then, okay, like, lo- he has a good point logically that we should go because this and that and blah, blah. And I'll say, you know what? Yeah, I thought about it and you're absolutely right. Telling someone that too in a relationship. You're great. right. Yeah. That's oh, like people want to hear it's that. Like porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Say it again. Yeah. Respect each other's privacy. No snooping. Oh, no. That's, that's an interesting oh, that one, is interesting. isn't it? Like and it it's a tough one yeah, sometimes too. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a snooper. I've never I've never but I've never felt the need to snoop. You know what I mean? But I've never understood it. Snooping's a weird one for me. Why? What do you think their intention is? You know, like what you got other things going on or maybe there was something in the past that did happen. Right. And that's the reason you're snooping. Maybe it's based on something that happened to you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the snooping thing I've never understood. That's their space. That's their spot. That's their things. That's their phone. Why do you need to snoop through it? Yep. I agree with you. I don't you. get it. I, uh, I don't go through any of my girlfriend's things. I mean, yeah, there's a little night table beside her side of the bed. I have no idea what's in there. And when she goes in there, I assume she's got a bunch of shit in there that's just for her that she doesn't want me that's to see. That's her fucking drawer. That's her drawer. <laughs> you leave her alone. Exactly. But it applies to anything. Sure. I mean, even the their their wallet, their yeah. the console in their car. Their laptops, Laptop. any of the electronics, electronics. Their, all of it. Why? Yeah. Share. 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 Just the word share. Share. Yeah. Share like conversations, things, all of it. All kinds of things. You could share. I love sharing. Hey, you know what? You don't have to get upset that she keeps stealing your hoodie. Consider it a compliment. Share. You know, that's sharing. Hey, we're we're sharing my clothes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're I'm at the point in my relationship now where it's just like if he makes a coffee, I just automatically start drinking it too. And we're okay with it. And vice versa. Share. Hold on a second. He makes a coffee and you just walk in and scoop it? And he will too. Well, just take a sip while you're making yours. Like, and there's no, there's no problem with it. We take it the same way. So it's like, yeah. People may actually in my family kind of poke fun at it. Like, oh, you guys are so cute. Because we'll just like share a coffee. Like I'll be over at my parents. I'll be like, do you want a coffee? And I'll be like, yeah. Do you want one, James? Yeah. And then it's just like, we just share it. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I I mean, that is exactly what they're talking about though. Does that count? Like, I don't know. Or do they mean like... Deep thoughts. I mean, maybe all of it. (laughs) No, I think they meant physically (laughs) share. Okay. Surprise your spouse occasionally. Surprise them. When was the last time you surprised your spouse? (sighs) When I offered to share my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, surprises are nice. Hey, you know what? You don't even have to plan something or do something. It could just be a nice surprise. Like they're like, oh. Wow, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, when you're out somewhere and you're thinking about the person, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but maybe that's, maybe you know they love a good, I don't know, Mr. Big Bar is a treat. You just buy it for them and just be like, hey, you know what? Thought of you today. That's nice. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about 25 secrets to a happy marriage. Say, I love you a lot. 
Okay. A lot. Does it get to be too much if you say it a lot, a lot? I mean, I think there's a fine line, but I think if you read the room, you can tell when it's going over and when it's starting to get annoying or starting to seem needy or mm-hmm. whatever. Hey, a simple I love you can be great. A simple I love you when you typically wouldn't say I love you goes so yeah, far. Yeah, that is nice. When it's out of the blue like yeah. that. Next one. Hold hands. Hug. Kiss every day. Mm-hmm. I don't hold hands every day. I, I don't, don't even I do know either. if I hug every day. Definitely kiss every day. Yeah. But, okay, this is some work okay. that I have to do. Hand I'm, holding. Write that down. Love isn't always a feeling. After you've been married for a number of years, love can often be a decision. Oh, that's deep. Oh, that is deep. You know what? Maybe I don't feel that exact same spark that I felt all those years ago when I got married, but I like you and I want to be with you, so I choose to love you. I'm deciding to love you today. That's a weird one for me, but maybe I'm just not at that that phase or something. Maybe it's a phase some people go through, right? Would that be it maybe? For sure. You touched on this one earlier. Say I'm sorry and mean it. Mm -hmm. An apology has to be sincere. And if it's sincere, the other person will know that you're being sincere. I think anyway. Yeah. And don't be, yeah, don't be stubborn about it. And sometimes it is tough when you have that mentality of like, oh, but I'm usually right. But in this case, I'm not right. Admit it. Say sorry. Move on. Don't keep secrets from each other. Okay. I think. What, what, yeah. What are we talking here? <laughs> it's not like, uh, most people tell us, oh, their... I'm going to take her to, Paris for her birthday and I got to keep it a secret not that sort of stuff that's not what they're talking about the secrets are um I don't know if an ex contacts you right that sort of stuff ones that could cause a problem especially but a lot of people keep those secret just to avoid it becoming yes, a problem yes they do which I always find fascinating because I'm thinking if they find out though that you kept that a secret the whole time and they eventually find out in one way or another you're double screwed I, th- I would think support one another be the first one to stand up and take their side. Mm-hmm. Great. As long as you know they're right. <laughs> <laughs> if you stand, if you take their side and they're a terrible person, don't just do it to do it. Ask yourself if they're doing the right thing. Right. But I mean. But generally speaking, absolutely. I, I would do that. I mean, if, even if I think she's wrong. I'm going to take her side. I'm not going to let her uh, of go out there on that, walk the plank on her own there. I'll right. take her side. Or There's different ways to be supportive. But one of the most important things you can feel is secure and supported. Right. And if you feel supported, that makes a huge difference. Uh, that also goes back to the employment conversation from earlier. <laughs> Next one. Laugh often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Don't compare your relationship to other relationships or don't compare your marriage to other marriages. Do you think people do that a lot? All the time. Yeah. There's some couples and they're like, oh, look at such and such and such and such. They do this and they do that. Oh, they're so in love. Or, oh, look at those two. They fucking fight all the time. Unless you live in that relationship, you don't truly understand what goes on that you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to worry about other people's relationship, like generally speaking. When you're fighting or angry, don't say these words, never, always, or any curse words. Never and always. Yeah. Oh, and curse. Okay. Yeah. You always do that. Okay. You never do that. Fuck. <laughs> I just broke all three rules. 
all three of them. You always never do that. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just say that. (laughs) Fight boredom by doing something fun together. For example, the two of you could write a bucket list and then make an effort over your years together to do the things on your bucket list. fun. You know what's funny is I don't have a formal bucket list. There's things that I'd like to do. Mm -hmm. I've never written them down and I've certainly never sat down with her and said, we should create a bucket list of mutual interests. You should. Well, now I know what I'm going to do on the next rainy day. It's fun. Even if you're like, let's say you're a traveler. Fight boredom by writing a bucket list. (laughs) That also fights boredom. But that is a good idea to do. And depending on what you're into, like maybe you guys go out to restaurants a lot often. Maybe you travel a lot. You could do even like mini bucket lists. Okay, the next travel spot, let's write down our thoughts and then compare notes. And that could be fun. Or the next, make it something as small as the next restaurant we go to, which, what are your thoughts? We're both foodies. Yeah, so that could be perfect for you. We have a bucket list of restaurants that we want to go to internationally. Like if we find ourselves in Singapore for some reason, there's restaurants we want to go to. You should do what we did the last time we took a trip. This is before, right before kids, we pulled from a hat. So we each wrote out our top five places. We showed it to each other. We each got to veto two. So that there was like six, something like that. So there was like six. You gave each other a veto? Yeah. So I was wow. like, no, I don't want to go there. And they didn't say, no, I don't want to go there. There. Okay, cool. Cross, cross. That's fair. Ooh, the veto is an interesting one. Yeah, because then you're vetoing what you don't want. Then you make sure you're not doing something your partner really doesn't want to do. Right. right? Then you veto. You throw it in a hat. And then you pick from the hat. Wait, That's how do you veto it after it gets drawn from the hat or before it even before, goes in the hat? Before. So your top five each. Yeah. I'm just going with these numbers. You guys can choose any numbers if this, if this, if you're interested. So we just did five each, five spot vacation spots. Yep. And we already knew we were going to Vegas, but we thought maybe we could go somewhere else. And if we could squeeze in another trip, where are we going? And we each wrote down five. Funny enough, we had a couple of the same on the same list. Hmm. So we didn't veto each other's that. So they were double. You know what it ended up being? Kelowna. Because we had always wanted to check out Kelowna. It's a little wine place. We're into wine. So it ended, anyway, we ended up pulling that from the hat. Fine. But we had other sp- spots and he'd have stuff on there. I'm like, I don't fucking go there. And I crossed it off. One of the spots was Italy. I kind of regret not not just doing that. that yeah, I probably like, should have done yeah, that. Probably should have done that pre-COVID. Like, yeah. I'm not sure what that's like now. <laughs> I don't think it ever Could've, gets. Would've, I don't would've. think there's ever a bad time to go to Italy. But anyway, you could do that as something like a, even going to a. It doesn't have to be a big extravagant thing. But for you, yeah, if you want to take a trip to some restaurant at a place, do something fun like that with your partner. It's it's fun. You know what sucks is I find myself right now comparing my relationship to yours. And it just fucking don't said, do don't that. do that. But I'm thinking, wow, those two are awesome. They've got a great idea going but there. But you can steal that Fuck, idea. we never think of anything like that. <laughs> How, you never think of anything like that. I always do. Fuck. <laughs> go home and say that. See what happens. Uh, okay, we're, we're at time here. So I'll go real quick. Um, spice it up. Make love in different places and positions. Like around the house, so we got to move it to a different, like I got a really comfortable bed I'm okay with too. I agree with you. Why would I move <laughs> around or go, I don't know, to a car or to a yeah, fucking park or something I, when I've got a beautiful king size bed? I, my parents come over for dinner. I'm not going to fuck on the table that they're going to eat at. I guess rude. Sure. But there is other places you can do it. <laughs> sure. You also don't have to sit on the table. <laughs> so that goes to different positions. Talk to each other. And when it's your turn to listen, actually listen. Life is so much better when you listen. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a, I used to be a real talker. 
I listen a lot more than I ever used to. And holy shit, do you ever notice things? Interesting. Like, wow, that's actually a nice person. I like that person. Oh, oh they made a good point. Wow, that's a smart person. You can learn a lot just by listening. And isn't it amazing because you get so comfortable with your partner that listening goes out the window? It's not bad, like, yep. but that's true. Mm-hmm. Like after years and years, you're like, uh, you just assume what they said. Okay, yeah, I assume. Oh, wait, what? Sometimes you have to like back up and say, oh, what'd you say? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I should have listened to you first. Be committed to your marriage. Ban the word divorce from your vocabulary and don't even think about an affair. I just saw a story about somebody talking about marriage and that that's one of the number one things you should do is never, you know, if you're heated or whether you're not heated in an argument or not, never say the word or never even come up with a circumstance like, well, if I left you, who would have the kids more? Right. Never even joke about it. Apparently that should be banned completely. Get rid of the word. Get rid of the word. Altogether. Don't talk about it. Create your own rituals and traditions. I love that, by the way. It's easier to do when you do things like we do and we follow the national day calendar. So for example, Mm -hmm. on national donut day, we uh, we go out and we'll get like at least one dozen donuts yeah. and we'll grab knives and forks and just cut into each donut and try them. And, and we sharing. do it every year. Oh, that's sharing too. See, and you're sharing. Yeah, the international days. That's a good one. I mean, Cinco de Mayo we celebrate and neither of us are from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their things. Find it. Find what you guys are both like passionate about or maybe, I don't know, if you're really polar opposites, try to celebrate that something for that other person. They can celebrate something for you or... Make a, yeah, make a thing of it. We're down to the final three. Be kind, always, always, always. Particularly to your partner. In life, I mean, but yeah, to your partner especially. They say, as Aretha Franklin sang, always R-E-S-P-E-C-T, each other. Respect, of course. But you know what, though? I feel like if you do respect each other, all these other things really line up Mm -hmm. nicely. I mean, that really is the foundation of it all. Yeah, that's true. And finally... And maybe we don't do this enough. Brag about your spouse. Mm. You're bragging about them. That means you're happy with them. You're confident in them. You you want to put them out there. You want them to exceed and do well. I think that's a great great one. Have you ever been around someone who does the opposite? About their spouse the all the shit time. Talks their and spouse? again, and again, look, now we're comparing couples again. Now we're doing what we're not supposed to do. But I've been in that scenario where I'm listening to someone go on and on about their, like, complain about their husband, for example. Like, a friend of mine will be like, yeah, oh, he's that, he's useless. Fuck that. And I'm thinking, like, that's a shame. Like, that's a real shame. Yeah. You know? I know. It sucks. And then you start to pick sides. Like, oh, I feel bad for that person because of this. Yeah, no, you just heard their side of the story, too. I mean, right. you know, I mean, there's a, a whole book there and you've read the, the prologue. I mean, there's way more to it than that. Anyway, we've kept uh, you way too long today, guys. We're sorry for going long. We have something really big happening later on this week. And I think for our new listeners, great for you. But the OGs, the ones who have been listening to us for years. This week marks an important milestone. And we will talk about that tomorrow on After 9. Bye, guys. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.